Welcome to the weekly welcome to the weekly wrestling recap episode 156 with more technical difficulties that you have ever seen in your goddamn life. Um, so if you um, if you want to help, you should be able to hear that now. Hopefully, everyone. Um, hey there, John Castro Jr. If um, not, if you want to support the channel, today's weekly wrestling recap episode 156, and we are talking about. Vince laying the smackdown on Eric Bischoff for obviously failure to do his job, kind of like I guess I did. And also, we're going to be talking about WWE 2K20 bringing PS2 graphics to the next gen. Also, tonight, we're going to be talking about the WWE and their forays into Japan and um, a potential partnership or hostile takeover of NOH. This is the Weekly Wrestling Recap, episode 156. This is the 16th of October. I have started with technical difficulties. I will finish with technical difficulties. Join us for the rest of the show. Weekly Wrestling Recap, episode 156. Um, hilariousness, I guess, right? Then 156 of these. Um, just to kind of let you into some context of why this happened, I went out drinking this evening and I did all of the elements on my laptop. Then I got back and I was a little bit drunk. Drunk foul. If you want to help support the channel, you can do that in many ways. You can do that by thumbs upping the video. It really helps me in the algorithm. You can also do that, of course, by subscribing if you haven't already. I'm going to pop something up on the screen now so you can see that. Um, because I can do things. I am a big boy. <laughs> do things. If you want to help support the channel, you can hit the subscribe button or, of course, thumbs up the video. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then my God, I finished the podcast. It wasn't that drug. Um, check out our check out our show live every Wednesday and Sunday, 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern. And that is on YouTube.com slash Foul Original Wrestling. Of course, the Foul Original podcast is available wherever you go and don't get your podcasts. So, yeah, there's a lot of things to talk about this week. Um... It's uh, it's weird. It's it's a weird evening. Thank you. Congratulations, Adib. Um, it's a uh, it's, it's been a weird evening, and um, I I, I, w I was talking to people about about wrestling and talking about something very specific, and there were three topics which just jumped out at us. Now, topic number one, of course, is a topic that I didn't think would have occurred by now, but obviously it has. And that is the story, of course, of Mr. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff has been fired from the WWE. Let's pop up a graphic. Let's pop a graphic for you. Um, so, of course, Eric Bischoff was the, um, the lead creative director of SmackDown on Fox. Apparently, according to a lot of the talk behind the scenes and from his track record of his really good relationship with networks and distribution models as well, and just distribution networks especially, Eric Bischoff has that tenure. Now, he was in the job for two Smackdowns, um, and now he has been replaced. Now, where I done got this news from today, because I've kind of been out the loop a little bit when it comes to wrestling uh, work, there's been a lot of work happening. There's a lot of real life work happening right now. 
But um, I want to take you to um, this article from, and this is what I mean. This is this is how this story came across my table. Like I didn't see this on Twitter. I saw this here first. So big, big thank you to thesun.co.uk, which is a British tabloid newspaper over here, um, owned by Mr. Rupert Murdoch. And uh, it's a year for it. I will read the article for you. WWE CEO Vince McMahon fires Eric Bischoff and replaces SmackDown chief with Bruce Pritchard. Uh, this was um, today at like 1.45 in the afternoon. Um, and this, this is the article. So Eric Bischoff has been fired by WWE boss Vince McMahon just months after returning to the company. The 64-year-old former WWE president who attempted to put SmackDown out of, sorry, WWE out of business in the 90s was appointed as chief director. Yes, that's chief director of SmackDown Live in June. Um, and it says Eric Bischoff has been fired from his role with the WWE. Um... We've got Pritchard here, so for those who don't know who Bruce Pritchard is, they go on in the article to say, now the company have confirmed he is no longer with them as he, as they have announced he had been replaced by Bruce Pritchard. A statement from the WWE said, Pritchard brings nearly 40 years of experience in sports entertainment with an extensive background in character development and creative storytelling. Over the course of his career, Pritchard has served in a variety of roles, including announcer, producer, agent, and on-screen personality. Bischoff, who is believed to have been informed of the decision at creative meeting at WWE HQ in Stamford, Connecticut, responded to the news with a Twitter message last night. He wrote, Bruce is a great producer, good friend, and I am certain he is going to thrive in his position. He's going to be working with a great team of the most dedicated and hardworking people I've had the pleasure of working with and getting to know. Pritchard, 56, will be reporting directly to WWE Chairman and CEO McMahon. The wrestling veteran for Bruce Pritchard, who previously performed on screen as Undertaker's manager, Brother Love, worked for WWE for 20 years until 2008. He was rehired in February as part of the creative team and will now oversee the storylines of the new Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. Uh, the show kicked off with a blockbuster premiere on the network fortnight ago with Tyson Fury and Cain Velasquez. And then as this is the sun, you can see that, I don't know how much you can see on the screen, but there is a lot of bums. Can you, can you see those bums? The other news, of course, from the sun is that Chloe Ferry reveals bum in racy G-string after X-Sam covers up tattoo. Of, I don't know who these people are whatsoever but just below that and this is on the sun website tyson fury and kane velasquez's wwe contracts have been revealed so this is big 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 news the whole um the whole story and those characters those sorry those people have really brought some mainstream attention especially over here um to the wwe but we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here and so that is no didn't mean to play that again we'll come right back um that is roughly what's gone on today now it's a it's a very interesting story and there's a lot more behind it obviously that's the sun reporting on it and the sun reporting on it are reporting on it from a kind of what the sun's target audience want to know about a little bit a little bit of juicy details nothing too much but let's have a little look a little bit of the bubbly so there has been and this is all just rumour and innuendo, so please don't take this too seriously. But there have been some tweets I saw out there. And again, as I said, I just saw a lot of stuff happen. So I don't want to sit here and just go, this source is. But there was a lot of, a lot of messages saying that apparently Bruce Pritchard has been 
was very, very instrumental. This is something that has been on record in bringing in Bischoff into the position to begin with. But, of course, there is talk that maybe Pritchard was looking to angle for that job himself, and that's kind of what went down. Maybe this was a power struggle. Now, again, there was talk back in January, February time, um, when AEW was forming, because this was a direct attack at AEW. The poaching of Eric Bischoff was a very calculated move. This wasn't something that was done like, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, I got a good idea. Why don't we just hire like Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman? Why would we hire Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman, except for the fact that they are creative geniuses within the wrestling world? They are renowned. They have some, um, Yes, they have some baggage, but they also have success. And Eric Bischoff especially is someone that Vince could rely upon and was probably quite instrumental in the initial dealings and promotion work and all of that. Now, I'd like to cite at least one source within this ramblings because I feel like otherwise it is just a bit of a ramblings. But Tom Colohue, um on the Twitters, he has... Um, He's um he he's 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 a lot of really good sources and I I feel like again there's certain people that I wouldn't totally rely upon for information but I feel like he has a lot of really really good sources and I feel like he doesn't just report on the sake of it um I mean trying to get him on the show for ages just our, our schedules never work out um but let's just go and go to Tom Collihue's Twitter because he said something very interesting which of course. Twitter only has a certain number of characters, so it's up to your interpretation. But he said this, and this was reported on by many different sources as well. Um, now, let's see if we can find it, which is, um, and it's this tweet, which I think was very telling, very telling tweet. I'll find it. Here we go. And um, this is the tweet. Let me take you over. And Tom Collyhue said... I reached out to a contact, con, sorry, contact in Fox who said this about Bischoff. Now again, this is kind of like how the interpretation would change. Significant promises were made that we don't feel were upheld. Now, this is the source within Fox. The source also went on to say that there are concerns about undisclosed personnel changes by the WWE. And then he does go on to, and this is from yesterday, he does go on to kind of um, kind of put that into a better kind of understanding, which is whether this means by the WWE in changing Bischoff or the WWE draft is unclear. To my knowledge, before Bischoff, beforehand, Bischoff was not unpopular at Fox. So um, it's, the undisclosed personnel changes. That is like a really, really weird thing to say. And it can be interpreted in two ways totally. Now, according to Brian Alvarez, um, Brian Walsh telling us, um, Bischoff um, didn't know um, anything about the talent. Uh, who's that in the chat? If I can get you up. Um, Nerdy Mark. Hello there, Nerdy Mark. How you doing there, buddy? Um, so... I think, again, that there is a lot to kind of unpack here anyway. There's a lot of innuendo at the moment. But what's of note is that as he was not a talent and he was within management, he is not 
actually restricted to the 90-day no-compete clause. So, within theory, and a lot of people would be very happy for this to happen, but in theory, Bischoff could turn up on AEW's Dynamite tonight because if he is not subject to any kind of... He has moved himself and his wife to Stanford, Connecticut for this job. Like, he's totally uplifted his life to go and live there. They wanted to be there for a few years. That was his understanding. And Dave Meltzer, however much Dave Meltzer, you know, is Dave Meltzer, he does say that that's it. Bischoff is gone from the WWE. And I don't think that Bischoff is gone because of any kind of issue with the creative people are saying that the reason why he was fired specifically by Vince McMahon was because of the massive drop-off in ratings that's something to be expected yes there are going to be casualties if he was made to be the scapegoat to do that um let's take him into what I think because I like I gotta I gotta I think a hell of a lot of this but and so what I think about all this then realistically is that this was a play for Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman in the very early days of AEW. And they expected, and by they, I mean Vince McMahon, expected a much, much warmer response to it. People have speculated, and I've seen a lot of speculation here, that potentially Vince McMahon was always running SmackDown and maybe Paul Heyman actually was running a little bit more of Raw. But when it came to Bischoff, and I totally believe this, is that I feel like this may have actually been amicable. This might have actually been an amicable move. And that, yeah, Pritchard has basically gone from being a behind-the-scenes talent to being in charge of a whole show, whereas, you know, Road Dog was about recently, there was a lot of rumblings of letting Dustin leave, letting Dustin Rhodes, Goldust, leave, letting him actually leave the company. That was very interesting. And there have been lots of someone like Moxley wanting to leave and the allow... The pe- allowing that hap- to happen. I think there's been not a lot of oversight recently in the WWE and these personnel changes. I think that Fox are going to be a lot more instrumental in what happens from moving forward. But Cody did put out a tweet saying, come home, Eric. And it would literally be history repeating itself with Eric Bischoff pissed. Like really pissed really pissed on a show that goes opposite with real life tension because Conrad Cushman uh, sorry uh, Conrad Thompson even Conrad Cushman for everything for wrestling in my brain mate you remember Conrad Thompson of course did a show with Bruce Pritchard called something to wrestle with and something to wrestle with went on the WWE network and when it went on the WWE network they were told there were certain things they could not talk about Bruce Pritchard has pulled out of all obligations for pretty much any of the Conrad cast shows but he's got on he's got Bischoff of course and specifically with Bischoff I thought it was very very telling and very smart that he said like no WWE questions but then that also put in my brain I was a bit like but that's gonna be that's going to have to happen now there are also people that saying that apparently the way he wanted to run things were not well received backstage and people maybe he was popular at fox but 
potentially wasn't popular backstage. That may have been because he was rubbing people the wrong way. That may have been because he came in and he expected more. And that's what people are, like. That's what some of the reports I saw were that he was expecting more influence and support of his influence and you know we don't know what happened again we don't know what happened maybe he'll come out and say it but his tweet was very very professional and very very professional but we got a message of nerdy mark this may be not the reason but bischoff once said did say that he turned roman reigns heel and i could see like like you know you see the nwo when you see Bischoff, you see the NWO and having Reigns and having the Usos and having them come out kind of like they were going with that Bloodline stuff. That would be really cool. There were enough Samoans that they could pull into it as well. There's a whole like, there's a whole deal. That would be a very interesting storyline to uh, move forward with with the character. But like, I wonder if Bischoff wanted to be on screen and they didn't let him. There are so many um things that i feel that we're probably going to find out very soon but it would blow my freaking little mind if eric bischoff turned up on aew tonight and said uh and said something like well you don't want me on your show so i'm here and even if it was just that even if it was just the fact that he was backstage because that's the reason why he was poached in the first place and the reason was that they didn't want bischoff behind the scenes there in creative so the second that he started tweeting at cody they were like whoa do you want like a million dollars do you want like a truckload of cash and vince has done what vince does maybe he was doing this to make bischoff look a little bit less attractive in the eyes of future employers but we all know what it's like and it's very interesting like there's a lot of analysis you could do of strategic moves in what is essentially a war uh and i'm like here for all of it i'm here for all of it um I'll be doing a live stream for um, AEW's Dynamite every Wednesday. And if Bischoff turns up tonight, I would be so freaking... Like, it would just be amazing. It would be so smart as well. Um, But that's just what I think. That's just what I think. Oh. Oh, I uh, I think the alcohol has worn off. That's good. If you want to help support the channel, you can do that in many ways. You do that by thumbs up in the video. really helps me in the algorithm. You can also do that by subscribing if you haven't already. Um, you can also, of course, do that by going to a little-known website. That little-known website, I may have mentioned it before, that little-known website is called this place. It's called uh, fouloriginal.com. Uh, if you go to fouloriginal.com, you will see my big old bird face. See my big old bird face. You can go ahead and click support channel. Click support channel. Take the two options. There's a donate button. You can patron. You can click the donate button. It will take you through to a PayPal donation page. Once you get there, you can go ahead and say, I don't know, give me $5. There will box sometimes. Hit the box, say with me, everyone, and make this a Monday donation. Helps for my content on Regs. File Originals Weekly Wrestling, Recap File Originals, Renew Wrestling, and all the other bits and bobs I do on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. All of those things. Things. Um, and uh, of course, live streams, um, giveaways happening. Make sure you follow me on at foul underscore original on the twitters um this week if you're outside of the united states or canada then you can get yourselves a free episode of aew's dynamite with good friends of the show and amazing people i freaking love them because they the coverage is really good and i just have to say i do with 
Fight.tv, thank you so much, Fight.tv, for getting involved with this competition. And every week you got a weekly give you got a weekly shot to get yourself a free episode of AEW's Dynamite on Fight.tv, where you get to see stuff in the ad breaks that you don't get to see on broadcast TV, including Jericho's infamous Wiener. It's just great. It's just it, like I love it. I love just sitting there in the ad breaks. Like they really play to the ad breaks as well. Um it's really cool. It's really cool. Thanks. Thanks, Fight. Thanks. You guys are doing good stuff. Thank you. Now, our second story of the evening is um, is a little bit more... Now, this is like... This is one of my more, like, weird stories, I think, because I'm going to take it very down a really weird tangent. So, WWE 2K20 um, has been unveiled. Uh, let's, let's show you um, an image from this game from 2019 on... 4K resolution displays with ex- loads of teraflops and I'm dating myself there. But loads of teraflops and let's let's have a look at what it looks like. You know, it's got to be true to life and stuff. It's got to be. What the hell is this? What the hell is this? Obviously, if you're listening, um, I'm showing an image right now of a creator wrestler that you you create to um, do the story. Um, there's a lot of airbrushing there. I mean, I'm not the prettiest guy in the world. Some people would disagree. But what what is this? What is this supposed to be? Well, this, my friends, is the WWE's 2K20 game. Where's the where's my image? Huh. So, brought to you by the man and the big dog. Um. Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch. Now, as the nerdy mark says, the 2K20 makes me want that AEW game even more. Now, big shout out to everyone at Aki Evolution, especially you, Phil. Freaking awesome. Check out the Aki podcast as well, yeah. It's really cool. And they've got so they've got so many stories. I just scratched the surface. Like, I'm so excited to hear everything else I've got to say. But this game was led on the fact that, of course, Becky Lynch is in this game. She's one of the characters who are on the cover. You've also got Roman Reigns, the big dog. Now, the game has been recently revealed via a very interesting marketing like gimmick, I think. The game, of course, is just another iteration of the yearly game. And big shout out to Tony from Lucha Arcade, actually, because he made this point that basically every year, and I'm kind of like this as well with, like, phones and stuff like that, if it's just a minor, like, a minor improvement every year, I'm not going to buy it every year, the WWE 2K games have not really evolved as such over the past few years if you pick up like wwe 2k 17 and wwe 2k 20 in theory they're roughly the same game yeah there's been some minor changes a lot of people obviously loved um loved last year's wwe 2k 19 but this year's game has is has a price tag of 69 dollars and 99 cents and it is essentially you know it's this like Again, for those of you that are looking, for next-gen systems, we are seeing a video game with texture models that look like they were made for a Unity game, 
that look like they were made for one of those games that you'd pick up on Steam that specifically uh, were made with no care and attention made to them whatsoever just to pick up as much money as possible. But I'm not saying that about this game whatsoever. Well, yeah. Like, the game itself... No, Mark, you're right. No Mercy is best racing game. That's what I said. Big shout out to Aki Evolution. This game, in particular, has been heralded as, like, the second coming because of the fact that, of course, Becky Lynch is on the cover. That's a big deal. Um, we've got Bray Wyatt in the game, and given everything credit, the, the entrance is badass um, for Bray Wyatt. But the problem with the WWE games is they are, have to be made to a very, very tight time schedule. So... Of course, the game is coming out next week. All of the stages have been changed. We have seen... We, and Fire Pro Wrestling is great as well. Fire Pro Wrestling was great. All of the games, like the game play that we've actually seen, has been terrible. Of course, it's been memed that Bianca Belair, when she whips her hair back and forth, it's like it's sponsored by Blue Chew. It's just a stick. The hair physics are not there. Now, there is a potential reason for this. Ukes, the developers of the WWE games, and I spoke about this recently when Ukes actually left THQ, well, so it's THQ, 2K, when they left 2K. Of course, 2K still hold the license of the WWE games, and Ukes have said that they're going to go off and create something else. Ukes created the engine, and every single year you can see that it was rushed out to market as quick as humanly possible. The game is always out of date once it's released. But this time round, it feels like there was even less attention paid to it, to the point where people are speculating that this is essentially an unfinished game that was to be patched on release. But that's not what I'm unhappy about. The game is basically a way to nickel and dime you out of as much money as humanly possible because the pre-order includes Bray Wyatt, and there are several game characters in there. But... What I wanted to bring some attention to, and I say this, and I pl please, please do not misinterpret my words. I say this with the most respect of all time. I personally do not really play the WWE 2K games that much. Like, I might look at picking up one of them. I haven't really played a 2K game for a long time um, because I got PC and my PC isn't always up to spec to play it. So I'm a bit like, yeah, like I've tried it and it doesn't work and I had to get a refund from Steam. So I haven't really played them and I'm PC Master Race. So when I do play them, I'm like, oh, you know what? This is a really good game. This is a game that I would buy a console for other than the Switch, which I have. And I'm like, well, you know, because it looks great, because it looks fantastic and it runs good and it's just a great experience. But I don't have the capability to stream that if i did then i would and i would be streaming that game all the time i'd be simming that game all the time and as i said i say this with no disrespect whatsoever but this interesting grassroots marketing campaign that i was speaking about it came to light that several youtubers were being flown out to las vegas to be the first people to get that early look at the game get a chance to play it and of course meet some wrestlers because that is a bloody dream come true yeah if you are like 16 17 years old and you've got a channel which and this is why i say this with no disrespect this is not 
e peen measuring please do not misunderstand this but people who have like 100,000 subscribers and they're like we're flying you out to Las Vegas and that's why I say this with no disrespect but if if I was like a 16 year old kid yeah, I was a 15, 16-year-old kid when I was in the height of my wrestling fandom and I was like, oh my God. And if I had the ability to be able to stream, like, and I was like, oh my God. And I was streaming my games, yeah. And then the WW bloody E, yeah, WWE 2K messages me and says, cool, you know, like, uh, we used to, like, send you, like, games every now and then. We're going to send it to LA. And we're, so Las Vegas, we're going to send it to Las Vegas. And I think it was LA, actually. We're going to send it to LA and we're going to put you up in a hotel and you're going to get to play the game and get some footage for your YouTube channel when you're flying up, flowing over. And then, like, you're going to meet some of your, like, biggest idols of all time. You get to play video games with them. Like, that is dream come true. Money you cannot buy. Then we're going to send you home and we're going to ask you to review this game. How many, yeah, this is something that's called the access media, and but how many people are actually going to go home and say, yeah, we're not good though. There you go. That should sound a bit better now, hopefully. Part two coming back. Any better? Um, this bloody voice meter program is an absolute joke sometimes, but it's because I haven't optimized it. It's because I haven't optimized it. How's, how's my sound now? Must be, it must be way better. How's my sound now? So I haven't got a phone ready for it. But uh, as I was saying, yeah, like we're gonna cut this all up in, <laughs> cut this all up in the podcast side. Um, I just need to figure out a way to record without. We're back on. So, so yeah, you would never, if you were shitting on this game, you would never be invited to next year's event. But awesome, but. This game is coming out on October 22nd, which is seven seven days, seven days from now, six days from now. (laughs) So it's coming out next Tuesday. Now, if you got a chance to play this um, early, props, yeah, major props. There's some people on my Twitter that, God damn it, you are freaking killing it. Yeah, you are absolutely killing it like the fact that you got flowed out you know what pure jealousy in my heart yeah pure jealousy why lie yeah pure jealousy but the fact that i don't cover that game means that i didn't grind the like hundreds and hundreds of hours that you've played that game the hundreds and hundreds of hours that you've put in in microtransactions and stuff yeah i ain't done any of that so you did you and that's amazing that is absolutely amazing but how many of you are actually going to give an honest review? How many of you are actually going to say, like, with a straight face, with an actual straight face, that these models on the side right here look better than 2K9? Um, yeah, uh, but think about it. Obviously, I like the ring, but think about it. Like just just look just look at the models, yeah. If you're watching on the screen, yeah, look at Molly Holly. What the hell is Molly Holly right there? Yeah. What the hell is Peyton Royce? Just look at her. Look at her. Even Cena, like the only person that kind of looks like they're supposed to is Matt Hardy and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Every even Ziggler, like even Taker doesn't look like Taker. What style were they going for? If this was supposed to be like a hyper-exaggerated like WWE All-Star style, like arcade kind of thing, then fine. 
this is not cool. This is not next-gen graphics here. This is not what I was supposed to be buying a console for. I'm so happy that I don't have a console this generation because, like, I would be so pissed if I pre-ordered the game, $70, $80, and then this turns up, like... I just, I couldn't, I, I could not deal, but there's so many other good wrestling games out there, yeah, so many, I mean, just look, exactly, just look, so many good wrestling games out there right now, Nerdy Mark has mentioned some of them, um, Fire Pro Wrestling, um, which is a great game, the new AEW game, which is probably going to come from Aki, um, there's so many good wrestling games out there, even 2K19 is a better game than this, yeah, so, what I want to say to you all is, of course, this game will be released here. This is the official roster. But just remember that you can... There are options now. There's going to be an AEW game. Potentially the AEW game will have a creator wrestler. And then you just create... Because even the Aki models, which for a lot of people would say, oh, they're, they're not next gen. Yeah, they look better than these. They look more like they're supposed to look like. And the game's out next week. Um, it will be out next Tuesday. So next Wednesday, maybe things will have changed. We'll get to see a bit more gameplay and stuff. But please, yeah, be honest. If the game is bad, Please do not fall into the trap of just saying it's great to continue to get coverage because you will not feel good about it later on. That's all I can say. Um, of course, if the game is good, you just play the game. And if that's your deal, you just play the game. That's fine. But this problem is quite rife with like the Call of Duty community and stuff. And I don't want the game. I don't want the main WWE game to be homogenized to the point where we accept a game like this as a community like and yeah i feel like i've shot on the game enough but i'm not going to get it anyway not on any kind of principle but just uh, there is no reason for me to get it even though i was going to get it this year and start streaming um the new wwe game but anyone who gets the game more power to you make sure you pick it up on like ps4 or xbox one when they're doing some fire sale later on in the year but i have to buy it digitally so that means that i will always have to pay the extra money if it's for like a fiver i might pick it up just for a lol but please yeah like vote with your wallets you've already voted with your wallets with aew vote with your wallets with this make this game what it should be which isn't a WWE 2K game. Yeah, people are going to bait ukes and stuff, but let's, let's, in a way, we could say maybe this is like, uh, yeah, Borderlands 3 even better. Maybe this is a, a year where you sit it out and you wait for next year because there will be a next year. There will be a 2K21 and this game will sell gangbusters and it won't really matter what a critique says of it. But this game... It, it isn't what I feel it should be. I think that's what it is. But anyway, that's just what I think about 2K. Um, yeah, it's got really preachy this week. And of course, if you do want to pre-order the game, and I, that's what I mean, yeah? Like, if you like the game, that's your deal. I'm happy for you. Believe me, I like some proper crap here. But if you like this game, then get it get it yeah it's your money spend your money the way that you want to spend it but 
don't be suckered in to pre-order it on October 22nd just because you think that you need to get ahead of the crowd and stuff because this game is going to get optimised the hell out of it over the next few months and probably by Christmas it will be alright and then I might pick it up at Christmas time. Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah. And as I said, no disrespect to any of the YouTubers who went out there or who like this game or who love this game and produce content about it because I'm not here to shit on that. What I'm just saying is like I'm looking at it and... I I would have been really excited when I was 11, but I mean when I was actually 11 to see this game come out, I'd be like, oh my God, look at those graphics and stuff. Now I'm like, oh my God, look at those graphics and stuff. But that's just what I think. Anyway, I think yeah, enough, enough preaching this week. It's got to have a little drink, I think. So I'm just putting the world to rights. Putting the world to rights. If you want to help support the channel, you can do that in many ways. Do that by thumbs up in the video. It really helps me in the algorithm. You can also do that by subscribing if you haven't already. You can also do that by going to, of course, fouloriginal.com slash support. And if you're listening on the podcast, you can do that by giving me five stars on iTunes. A hand five stars on iTunes or just sharing it about um, listening to it every week, uh, getting involved on my Twitter at foul underscore original and other things like that. And of course, Get involved in the chat, like um, this week, the Nerdy Mark, Brian Walsh, and um, there was a Joseph fellow, just junior, who came in as well. Um, now, final story for the day. Final story for the day um, is some major news, and some news that people kind of speculated on before, but weren't 100% sure. Oh, look at that. I, uh, I made it rhyme. But uh, some of the things that... Um, people the WWE are talking about with their expansion into NXT Japan. Now, this comes to us as a little bit of a... If you haven't watched Power Episode 2 yet, you must. The rest of the promos especially tremendous. It looked like he was a little bit of the bubbly. I've had a little bit of the bubbly. Um, well, we'll be talking about Power, actually. That will be my final final for the day because, god damn, I love Power. I'm going to watch it after this. Too drunk. Now, the WWE reportedly tried to, this is from Wrestling Inc., reportedly tried to purchase Pro Wrestling Noah for the WWE, sorry, for the new WWE NXT the Japan brand. So, um, there were rumors all over the shop, and Dave Meltzer has released Dave Meltzer um, Wrestling, Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer Radio, so of course people have been looking at it. Now, um, he noted that officials were working on a project, and this is for months now, and they've talked to a number of companies about a potential deal. Now, it was noted that uh, WWE had tried to buy a Japanese promotion because they wanted to have the infrastructure there, and so, as it says, they would have a foundation for NXT Japan. There's no word yet on um, if any of the deals have gone through. One of these companies they tried to purchase was Pro Wrestling Noah, but a deal could not be reached. Um, there are also rumors of WWE trying to hire top Japanese talents to work as trainers for the new brand or a potential WWE performance center in Japan. Meltzer noted that there is talk of WWE signing two top Japanese talents for the new NXT Japan brand, but he wouldn't name them until he has confirmation. Now, this is um, this is really big news. Um, of course, it's been speculated upon for the longest amount of time, and I think that this particular bit of news will really shape um, how we move forward in the new year 
because after Wrestle Kingdom happens, this two-day extravaganza event where Japanese top Japanese wrestling will be seen, um, top Japanese wrestlers will be featured. We've got Kota Ibushi going up against Kazuchika Okada for the IWGB Heavyweight Championship. I'm already salivating at that thought. But you then have a second day where um, Kazuchika Okada says he will defend in two days, so you might get another defense the next day. And then this NXT Japan brand starts the names that it could have i mean there are names out there that potentially would be happy to remain in japan but work for another company i think the main problem may be that the wwe have put themselves in a position where wrestlers especially Japanese wrestlers, aren't the biggest fans of the WWE. And if they go to work for the WWE, they want to go and essentially have an excursion. They want to go and work away from Japan, work in a different country, learn the language and just, you know, do the American dream thing, which is the dream of some people conversely in, the, in America to go to Japan and wrestle there and work there. So with all that being said, AEW now potentially has more of a look to New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, to work together. Because up until this point, New Japan Pro Wrestling have kind of had a kind of tenuous relationship with AEW. Nothing in stone, but something like this could really, really, really put a fire underneath New Japan. And they could say, you know what we're going to do in January? We're going to announce two things. Number one, Kota Ibushi will become the new IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And number two, on the second day, he will be challenged by Kenny Omega. Now, that's just something that I think could happen. And I think that that would blow the minds of every single person in the world, especially if that was announced maybe on the road to it, maybe like again it, it it just it just blows my mind but i think that the wwe were going around this the right way by looking to purchase a company that already exists but i think that they might find and this is very like generic but they might find that from a cultural point of view that them coming in as an invading force and just buying up a wrestling company even if they put trainers in that company there would still be that stigma where you're working for a company which is working against the interests of ourselves if what's to be believed is that New Japan Pro Wrestling still hold a massive grudge with impact over the fact that um, Kazuchika Okada was treated so badly in his early tenure then they could have very long memories and the WWE and New Japan, sorry, WWE and Japan as a whole, haven't really, I feel, had the best relationship. And so it could be a really bad thing to happen and it could just crash and burn pretty quickly. But it's very interesting news to come out that they're not just doing this, they are serious about doing this. And it could be a very provocative thing to go to um, the WWE Japan Performance Center and something. But I also think that, um, as Melody um, Mark's saying, someone like Nakamura could could just go there, could go there and have a great time doing exactly what he wants to do and be recognized for that as well. So, yeah, really, really 
interesting news really really freaking interesting news and like obviously there'll be more to come from that over the next few months so i thought that i'd just briefly talk about it but yes as brian walsh has talked about in the chat if you are not watching nwa power you are totally missing out it's so good like it's so good so last i'm tr i'm like treating it to myself so i will i like to sit down and like properly watch it and chill out like this week the episode's called clickbait i haven't seen it yet but there's uh, there was some talk last week uh, about uh, I'm calling him Magnus, but Nick Aldis's um, valet. She doesn't speak, and he was trying to get her to speak. And I was like, okay, I really don't really know these characters that well, but I'm definitely getting sucked in. And um, of course, also this week, check out AEW Dark. There is a dark match. Again, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. I'm going to watch it straight after this. But um, Joey Janela facing off against Kenny Omega in a bloody street fight death match just randomly yeah randomly um oh adrian brown hello there um uh, i've said that they need pcs in japan and australia for a while now they totally do they totally do i think the one thing is um the ads are exceptional brian walsh absolutely if you're not watching nwa power nwa power is the show your mama used to make like it's a wrestling show your mama used to make it's like so familiar and they even have the it's still real to me damn it guy um but yes adrian absolutely agree they definitely said that they need uh, they need to have performance centers in japan and australia they're the real hotbeds if they had a performance center there and they worked with local... I think the thing is, is the WWE want to go in and just take it. They want Japanese wrestling to be NXT Japan. Kind of like what's happened with NXT UK. And it's a con it, it is this global localization, which is something that Triple H has been trying to do for a long time. And it's something which all companies are trying to do at the moment. It's that global localization. And it will happen at some point. But um, it, it's... It's going to be an interesting few months. And if last year was something to talk about, God damn, if the WWE set foot in Japan over next year, minds will be blown. Minds will absolutely be blown. Um, but it also maybe is one of the reasons why Kenta didn't want to go there to Noah. Maybe it was like, I don't want to go there because I might just literally be picked up by the company that like I've tried to run away from. Um but yeah, that's uh that's this week's show. Uh, as I said, if you want to help support the channel, you can do that by thumbs up in the video. It really does help me in the algorithm. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. Um, this podcast would have had a little bit of a cut in it when um when the audio all messed up but that's what happens when you go live and if you're watching this on the video thank you so much for sitting through what was like two minutes of silence because i couldn't figure out how to put my audio on and uh, thank you thank you th thank you alcohol for allowing me to fuel this show but um i will be live tonight for a watch along of aew's dynamite and i've got a graphic somewhere here we go dynamite and it's gonna be a live stream watch along that's gonna be happening at 1 a.m uk time i'm gonna start it and then we're gonna go the whole way through and then straight after a water could at aew's dynamite episode three will we see eric bischoff will he be there will my crazy scheme come to pass what if it does you can catch me out there but um thank you everyone for joining tonight as well um thank you it's been a great evening. Now, I'm going to go and um, go and go and smoke a cigarette. I don't smoke cigarettes. I drink alcohol. <laughs> Have a great evening, everyone. And um, 
enjoy Dynamite later if you if you're watching it with me. Um, and enjoy Dynamite if you're not watching it with me. And I'm 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 scatting here because I'm trying to find my where is it? There it is. Um, it's been technical issues the whole show, and I think that I have just about got through them all now to do this yes thanks for listening to the show and if you'd like to hear more then feel free to follow me here on the podcast ways also you can check me out on youtube.com slash foul original wrestling for the weekly wrestling recap which happens every wednesday and sunday live on youtube 8 p.m gmt This has been a Foul Original Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hear you next time.